entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good, but it's long, this hood. Oh, this uh -huh, hot, yeah. this hot, oh, this uh -huh, wrong, but yeah. so many different flows. Uh -huh. This one's for this song, the next one I switch up. Yeah. This one will get bit up. <laughs> We're back, it's TBD, to be determined. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. They're talking about we finna get 15 inches of snow and nor'easter this and that. Like, <laughs> how you feeling about that? Oh, it's just like what, yo? This could be your first, your first CT winner. Yeah, man, getting into it. It's crazy. Um, good thing I'm off tomorrow. That's a good thing. Uh, you're not. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it's gonna be a bad joint tomorrow morning, bro. A tremendously bad joint. It's gonna be a bad joint because it's like I'm gonna have to get up, get all this snow out the way. I got my car wrapped up though, so look at you listening to your mama. I'm so proud of you. You go, yeah, boy. Because it's like, look, <laughs> I ain't finna be getting up at no 4 a.m. Just. <laughs> Bro, I can imagine seeing you now waking up at 4 a.m. with all that snow. You like, man, fuck this shit. You, you the type of boy, you the type of boy that go leave the snow on top of your car and shit. You just gonna brush off the windows. Hey, B, look, if it got snowed eventually, <laughs> I'll get it later. It's just me on the road at 4 a.m. Me, <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'm not? I'm just. I just gotta make sure I'm go out there slip and fall, catch a dack or something, mess my joint up. Chill, yo, that's. I ain't nothing to play with, bro. You that's drawn. All right, I take that back. <laughs> You're drawing for that one. Come I don't want to get hurt, is what I'm saying. I don't want to slip. Okay. Okay. Oh, you think you're a roll today, huh? Okay. Oh, you think you're a funny guy, aren't you? He he ha ha. I don't want to roll there. I mean, <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with me. Dak rolled the dice though on himself. Bad situation for him because now he got hurt as we mentioned before, but, like, I look at the Cowboys, bro, and it's like they should still be walking away with the division, in my, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not a Cowboys fan in no way, shape, or form. Don't root for him or nothing. No, they said you had a, a Cooper jersey. No, I, no, not me. You're thinking of some other bull, not me. Anywho, back at the ranch, uh, <laughs> since we are talking about the Cowboys, I mean, yeah, they should have won more games. I mean, people before the season, Cowboys are a real Super Bowl contender. They have a, you know, solid defense over there. Um, you know, that defensive line was stacked with Odin Smith and them guys, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Some guys was supposed to be, you know, a crazy tandem. Solid. It should have been. Yeah, allegedly. That's what, I would, that's what they was telling me. And then, you know, you go to their offense and they still have Zeke. They've had Zeke all season. They drafted C.D. Lamb, who the Eagles were supposed to draft, but they was real slick with it, and it's cool. They got it because we got them for Dallas Goddard, but it's whatever. I mean, you'd rather have C.D. 
Whatever. Anywho. I'm not about to go out there and start running five wides with two tight ends, three tight ends like the Bills on Madden. I just had to get out. <laughs> that wasn't really – I mean, y'all not about to do that. <laughs> no. I know, but it's just like – but either way, they still had Amari Cooper. They still had yeah, uh, yeah. Gallup and them guys. Like, yes, we know Andy Dolan is not that good. But people were trying to tell me – that he was better, way better than guys like Colin Kaepernick and these other guys that we were mentioning, Ryan Fitzpatrick, them guys. They said this guy was a pro bowler. If he's that and he's the guy that, they, that you're saying that he is, then why the hell have the Cowboys been in the same position as every other team in the NFC East, which is at the bottom of the league? I just don't get it. I mean, it might be – it, to, to me, I can't say, oh, yeah, it's the talent, because it's not the talent. The talent's no way. The talent's there. Yes, the defense is very, very, very bad, like historically bad. I understand that. That can be the crutch on why they're losing games. But, but I don't even think they're putting up but, like that. But, but they should be scoring way more points. Exactly than they are, or even if they don't go out and get 30 points because we're not expecting Andy Dalton to go out and get 30 every night, every Sunday, but it's like, you should be getting 21. Even if you're giving up 34, 35. The offense has too much talent to me. Andy Dalton is at best serviceable enough to win you games or keep you in them. Yes, I understand no, you know, no offseason, new team, back home where he's from and all that. Like, I get it. But that aside, it's like I can only look to the coach now. Like, you the you were the guy that just came from having Aaron Rodgers. I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers boy, but they was paying Aaron Rodgers and they're like, yo, you, you, you shot a lot of Aaron Rodgers. It's, oh, Aaron Rodgers is, is kind of uncoachable. It's him versus the coach. It's his philosophy versus the coach's philosophy. And Mike McCarthy ended up being the guy who they let go because obviously you're not going to let go of Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. But now all those comments and those things that came up years ago about those two and their disputes looks a lot more favorable for Aaron Rodgers than what he was saying. From a schematic standpoint, from a philosophy standpoint, from not running the right type of run plays and running to the side of the line that's the depleted side. Like, it doesn't make sense. Those type of things don't make sense. You don't have Shaq and have him initiate the offense at the top of the key or the wing. No, you start him where he's supposed to be. If y'all was a run first team before Dak got hurt, using a lot of play action, and then spreading it out, you should also be able to do the same thing with Andy Dalton without the whole run package out of the out of you know the the read option stuff. You should be able to do that. I think you're 100. Is it a Doug Peterson thing? Is it one of those things where I'm not comfortable calling these plays for this quarterback? Which we'll get into a little bit later. But it's like I don't understand what's going on. You got but one more time to 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 throw another shot. Like you've already thrown two shots already at my team. I swear. Like, bro, I'm a, you my man, so I'm letting you slide on a few of them drones. But keep playing with my team, bro, and it's really going to be me and you for real, for real. And I'm, 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 I'm just saying that's just how I'm carrying it. 
I feel like that was a threat, and I find that to be bitch assness because it's a blizzard coming outside, and I'm a heavy pull up bull, so I'm not really going to get into that. I'm just saying, you know where I live. Anywho, I don't want to. I, I, my thing is, my thing is with McCarthy, and I'm going to give him his credit because I mean, when Dak was in there, their offense was clicking. It didn't um, seem, uh, it didn't seem like it was, you know. High powered offense, but it was still serviceable. At the same time, though, Dak was throwing for 400 something yards and it was losing those joints or barely winning them. Or true, 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 true. But that's what we more so that's what I more so expected from this Cowboys team for them to score a lot of points and their defense to give it back up. Yeah, yeah. But my thing thing is, I don't know why, but you made a great point. Dak did have a lot of passing yards, and I think that's where. McCarthy's not understanding that that is obviously Andy Dalton's biggest play. Is that he's not a he he is not a great passer. Like he doesn't make great decisions with the football. I mean, let's not forget Andy Dalton did come from Cincinnati, and Cincinnati has had um, AJ Green and them guys. Like he's had wide receivers. He just hasn't been able to get them the ball because I don't know about that because AJ Green was on pace to have break. So I've broken a few records on some most yards with most seasons with a thousand yards. So it's like I disagree with that because Andy Dalton, even if he's not going out and throwing for five thousand yards a season, he'll get you thirty-seven to about forty-two, forty-three if he's really you know healthy and the offense is going good. But we're talking about the Bengals here, so we gotta take that with a grain of salt. Even if what even if we put Andy Dalton in the box that you put him in as a struggling passer, there are still weapons around him enough to be able to do the NFL bare minimum of hitting the open guy when he's supposed to be hitting. And that's when I that's where I think it comes back to McCarthy. I don't like <clears throat> he got Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers was already Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah, he, didn't, he didn't groom him. So it's not like Mike McCarthy's known for being a quarterback guru. Andy Dalton is just an Andy Dalton. Like, at some point, coaching's going to have to make him a better player, and I just don't think that McCarthy's a good enough coach to elevate his type of play. See, like a Popovich. I, like a Popovich doesn't need all-star players in order to have a solid team and a, and, a, and a tough, gritty team that can make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and the Packers, from a receiver standpoint, were that type of team in a sense that they didn't have – a multitude of weapons. It was one big time guy most most years. Obviously not a first round pick, but they were legitimate guys. Partly because of him as an Aaron Rodgers, like he had Jordy Nelson for a time. Top tier dude. Bull. <laughs> Secondary receiver at that point was Randall Cobb before he started getting hurt. That was a legit lineup. You yeah, know? that was crazy. So if you take those two just in a sense of weaponry. You, I mean, and they had Devontae about, Adams at 1.2. That's like, what they had all three. You know take weapons like that and then look at the Cowboys situation and say, I have yeah. somewhat similar weapons, <laughs> maybe even more because I have a consistent back. Yeah. Even though it's not Aaron Jones, I have a 1,000-yard rusher in his sleep. Or Eddie Lacy. I should. I should. Something's going on with those guys, and it's like now, do you keep McCarthy? Nah. Maybe he, he's going to. Maybe maybe you give him another year because Dak got hurt, and that makes sense. I would, I personally would do that, but 
But, but this is what people like always fail to realize about Jerry. Like, yeah, okay, if you want another coach, cool. But you're gonna have to find a coach that's going to be willing to put their own ego aside to um to follow whatever orders that jerry makes jerry is one of the most unique owners in the nfl he has his hands on everything a part of the cowboys and that's always been that biggest issue and that's the that's the reason why they lost uh jerry johnson back in the day was because he could not do his job and just be a owner he always had to huh jimmy johnson i said jimmy johnson that's who i said i believe you said jerry but we're gonna let it go I'm pretty sure I said Jimmy. You may have misheard me. Either way, either way. <laughs> no, but it's like Jerry has always had this problem of micromanaging, and I just don't know if there's another coach out there that's going to be willing to be in that type of – and to make matters worse, you're also on the Dallas Cowboys, the most historic franchise in our country and in the, in the whole league. So it's just like there's a lot that comes with taking on the Cowboys job, and I just don't know if there's another coach. I no matter what, Jerry's going to be stuck with Mike McCarthy, whether he likes it or not. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. Like, I think – But you still believe in Mike McCarthy as a coach. You believe that he is a good coach, that he can bring something to the Dallas Cowboys. Is that what you believe? I'm not going to say that I believe he's a great coach, but I believe that him – with at least two years under an with an offense like that, with a quarterback like Dak, I believe he could do something with it. I don't think that that needs to be addressed. They need to sure up the line and then direct their energy to the defense, you know, because their defense is terrible. I mean, I think the defense has to go first. They have no secondary. Oh, yeah, 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 but you always are going to address the line of scrimmage, especially oh, yeah. in Dallas, because that's the thing that's been keeping them in the conversation of, oh, this shit can get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we think, you know. Sounds good. But, you know, it. it's weird to me because, like, their defense is just – it's bad. Like, we thought the Seahawks defense was bad. Their defense is, is very, very bad. And, you know, and, like, not for nothing, the Seahawks, you know, they're playing kind of uneven. They're up and down right now. They're kind of just – I feel like they're trying to find their footing. Their defense is, is is very suspect. They're in a crazy division. And I just don't know what I think is going to happen with the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a very interesting team. I think Russell Wilson has uh, dicked me over a lot in fantasy. Uh, with Tyler Lockett. And I just – Personal out it. So, no, I feel you because I had Tyler Lockett too. I mean, no, I'm I had to tell like he was on the he was on the trade block. No one wanted him. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted him because he wasn't I doing. 50, I put him on a trade block. I, I put him on a trade block. I had fifty. No one wanted him. He wasn't doing shit. But I, I, it's just I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, offensively, I mean, they had some uh, offensive line struggles. Uh, you know, just getting Russell time back there reminds me of somebody else in Philadelphia. That's neither here or there. But I mean. I think that the Seahawks will eventually, you know, maybe try and catch fire and that offense will get back on track and kind of return to who they were at the beginning of the season. See, it's, it's crazy because at a, at a time I'm like, oh, man, it's out of them and the Saints, you know, for, for the top spot in the NFC. And now it's like it's clearly the Saints. 
They have a really, really, really I mean, I, what about the Packers, bro? I mean, you can't act like the Packers aren't in there. Yeah, but I just felt at the time like, oh, this is the Seahawks year from a from a, Oh yeah, from yeah. From the standpoint of we're gonna control And the Rams, dude. God damn the Rams. We're gonna control where we're gonna be on this on this um this playoff rankings. And like they they kind of folded the Saints have been holding true without Drew Brees, but like your guy came in and, and saved the day. I mean, he played well. Ill, uh, ill. You know what's <laughs> weird about you, man? Well, I, don't <laughs> even, I don't even think it's weirdness. I think it's just that 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 Philly fan complex that you guys have. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Every year when your teams are in positions to have top-tier picks, you know you guys are doing the draft board thing. Everybody does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then as it gets closer to the draft, you guys start honing in on the guys that you guys love. No, we need this guy. No, 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 we need that guy. No, no, no. So here comes Carson Wentz. Oh, we're going to trade him for Carson Wentz. At first, everybody's like, ain't no way we took this guy from this random-ass school this high in the draft. Traded up, did the whole nine. What y'all do is y'all talk yourselves into these players at a personal level. So now you... Billy Trice, you are in love with Carson Wentz. Oh, we got a fucking Super Bowl. Hooray. Beautiful thing to happen for the city. Love it. However, <laughs> you ain't win the bowl with Carson Wentz on the field at any point in time when it really, really, really mattered. And that's been one, two, three years now? Three and a quarter? Three, three and two and three quarters? Something like that? No Harry Potter shit. But it's like, I don't understand why y'all do this. Because now you have a breath of fresh air on the, on the field. All the shortcomings of Carson Wentz. You've watched this man play from year one to now. You've seen his deficiencies. You've seen his flaws. And for some reason, they are still there. And they're bigger than ever. It's like that pimple that he's like, ah, it's, it ain't going to get big. You wake up the next day, boom, a little bit. Next week, that thing's on your whole – you got a mountain on your face. Y'all stuck. You as a fan are stuck because your eyes are telling you, damn, we might have something with Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I at least got to <laughs> see it through. I've been stagnated <laughs> with this guy Carson. We got a breath of fresh air. I can breathe. <laughs> I can see clearly now. And now you're telling me, uh, he played okay. Y'all haven't seen regular in weeks in Philly. Are you going to grade him as okay? For y'all, he you should have said he played phenomenal. Zero sacks, which is the thing that your guy loves to do, and you're going to give me with an okay? You got to explain something to me. I'm <laughs> like, I was just letting you get your rocks off, goddammit. I just want to know. Shit. Motherfucker coming at me again, goddammit. I just want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I need to. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Please. Nah, my thing is, my thing is, man, I said that he played okay because it was his first game. Um, He did what he was supposed to do. He didn't do too much. Like, 
I think that's the main thing. Like, I'm not like if he went out there and had over 100 yards rushing and threw for 200 yards, I would have been like, damn, homie bought out. But that's just not like what happened. Like, he had a good game. He did have a good game. I'm not going to deny that he had a good game. But, you know, he did with the, uh, he, you know, took whatever the defense gave him. He didn't try to do too much. He didn't try to be Superman. He really just played the game. Now, my biggest thing on Wentz has always just been him throwing the ball away. And I love the fact that Jalen was rolling out of the pocket and throwing the ball away when there was nothing there. Like, that's something I feel like Carson Wentz should be looking at and should be trying to take away from his game. That's and a simplistic thing. That's QB one hundred and one. It is, but it's not it's, like he's saying, "Yo, when the safeties drop down and lock the and lock the five and ends and all that stuff, you need to throw it over to see." He's not saying it's not no complicated shit. Like quarterback that. is the most alpha male position in football, and when you're playing that position and you've been playing it as long as these guys have been playing it, you believe the way that you play the game is is the best way. And if you've you been playing the game that long, that that's that's how you play. I'm not saying that that's right, and I'm not saying that that's the way he should be thinking because clearly that uh, that 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 type of thinking is not working for him and hasn't been working for him the, the past few years. He's been getting a sack a, like way too much, and it's all because he refuses to throw the ball away. He turn his turnovers are because he doesn't throw the ball away. That's that that's really what it comes down to. Did you just? give an excuse for basic QB 101 and throwing the ball away? I mean... Everybody has preached that. Um, most not everybody. League, most quarterbacks in the league throw Brett it away. Brett rarely ever threw the ball away. Bro, that's different. Bro. I'm just saying that, but that's the guy that he's comp to. So when you're talking about play styles and you're talking about guys and how they carry their game... I'm not like I'm not. That's why I'm not surprised that he that he refuses to change and change this about his game. Is because this is the man that he's he's comp to. Just because you're comp to somebody doesn't make you a player who has the same abilities to do so. You're right, but in you terms know of, how people throw away that throw around that that arm talent thing, that I mean, arm talent box. Yeah, I think it's real. You know, the like that's a thing. Okay, let's do that. The Brett Favre thing, the whole gunslinger mentality, you know, throwing into small windows. Okay, cool. We can have that box too. That box of arm talent is two people, most people are going to say now. It used to only be Aaron Rodgers. Now it's Rodgers and Mahomes. Right? Yeah. Who has the – when you watch both of them play, what do you see when you see Mahomes throwing them Jones versus Rodgers? Do you see a difference in them at all? Like and if how they throw the ball? No, just if you've heard of the word arm talent, do you go automatically Mahomes or Rodgers? Mahomes, easily. Okay. Is it like a close thing? Is it like, or is it just like something? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, he's got. When you watch it, it's like, oh shit. Like, no, yeah, Aaron Rodgers will have you see some throws. You'd be like, oh, how the fuck did he do that? So, how close do you think that is for the Brett Favre to Carson Wentz confirmation? What do you mean? Like, is it, is it like, Oh, gunslinger mentality. Brett Favre and then Carson Wentz, the very next guy. Is that? Yeah, like they're pretty close to be honest. Yeah, not, not like a gunslinger. Like I would, I would say Philip Rivers is more of a gunslinger than Carson Wentz would be. But Carson, but 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 
Philip Rivers does not have the arm strength that Brett and Carson have. Like that's why they're so comparable. Strength really that though? I've never. No, no, no. I mean he could throw that. He could throw that ball, bro. Throw the ball, like, he, but like we could go back to week three against the 49ers and he throws that dime to Travis Fogum down the sideline. Like that was a crazy pinpoint strong arm pass. Like that was insane. That arm talent isn't like Matt Stafford's arm talent. Way better arm talent. I mean, I don't know about way better. Way better. Matt Stafford has a top five arm in the NFL. Period. I mean, he has a Parker West better. doesn't have that. I mean, you're being a prisoner of the moment, which is cool. I prisoner of the moment when? Matt Savage walked around with corona and back and, and broken vertebrae all season. This is something that you just probably haven't paid attention to with motherfucking Staffy. No, I know he's been hurt, and I know he's had the run. I'm saying just ask around when you when you think about arm talent. Well, most people are going, you know, go with the big names. I'm not like, saying Matt Stafford not up there, team. but you trying to say Carson's nowhere to be found in that conversation, and he's not. Close he is. Really, it's not close. You got to watch the games, bro. I'm just saying it's not close. You know, the only thing that's close is the contracts that those two guys got. Because <laughs> they both got the bags. You know? They got the bag, the bag, the bag, the big bag. Big bag in Philly. Big bag in, I don't mean, is, is Detroit, Detroit big? I guess, I guess it's big. But you got a bigger, 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 like the biggest bag I've ever seen in life being dropped in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yo. Your guy, though. Like, your guy. The no, group. that's your guy. That's your guy. You love him. I'm not impressed by the you was, about to, you was about to get the, the jersey and all in the bubble, yo. I'm sorry. Okay. So, you wasn't about to get the jersey? So, you wasn't on Bucks.com? Toshimo? NBA.Bucks.com? You wasn't there? Absolutely not. I'm not a fan of people who are good in the regular season and then become Casper when it's winning time in the first and second round. I'm not a oh, fan of that. So NBA.com backslash Bucks isn't in your search history? No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Okay. We're going to need some receipts on that. But, I mean, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't. I don't get it either. Like, to be honest, to be honest, though, I don't get it from Giannis' perspective as well. I get that he's Greek. I get that he's not <laughs> What does him, him being Greek got to do with the money? Bro, because that's American. I get the, Disney, the Disney movie coming out, all that. Yeah, <laughs> narratives. You know, that's why he got the MVP anyway, because they were shooting the movie. But we're not going to get into that. Keep going. <laughs> My thing is, you know, I mean, him being Greek matters because, you know, us Americans, capitalistic society, we have a different way of thinking. We're just, we're different. We're, we're different creatures. But for his perspective, it's just like, I don't get why you sign the max deal when you could, like, that money's going to be there regardless. They, you could have waited till next year and that money still would have been there for you. Like, I was just confused on why he forced his hand, bro. Like, you could have won, either got more money, either went to a better situation, because nobody knows if this Drew Holiday shit is even going to work. We don't know. You don't know. And you're going you gonna to be okay with getting bounced in the second round for three straight years? You're going to be okay with that? Giannis, I, you, you are a hardworking type of guy. 
Um, yeah, you've underachieved in the playoffs. We understand that. But you've got some talent. And you're walking into your prime. And signing a deal like that can be very detrimental to somebody's career if they don't win. I um, <laughs> I want to say that I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I disagree. <laughs> what? With that, I feel like Giannis did the perfect thing. <laughs> I'm great where I'm at right now because I'm 26 years old. <laughs> I'm in a small market, yes, understandable. But what I just did from a family perspective was I set my family up for life as a group, for one. For two, I would rather sign, even, even if this wasn't the case, I would rather sign the big contract now for stability rather than play a season with the thought in the back of my mind that that money is still going to be there because I can still get hurt, for one. For two, I'm not going to be in Milwaukee for five years. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Because <laughs> I've been sitting back. I've been, I've been sitting here waiting for a while to sign this contract or to not sign this contract. Y'all trying to go get Bogdanovich? I like that. I'm damn sure going to. Giannis Meter signing, yeah, it's, hard, it's, it's almost, you know, it's 80 there. You got 20 left. A couple free agents with the Bogdanovich, we're good. I'm, I'm coming back. Oh, the deal falls through. I'm at 50. Drew, Drew Holiday comes in, okay. I'm looking at the East. Eh. Let me go ahead and sign this contract now because <laughs> back in my mind, listen here, because I'm going to make sure that my contract has a way for me to get out, and it does. The language in the contract has a way for him to say, look, I'm. it was cool, it was good, I, I appreciate y'all. You know, this is year three probably. I'm out. He's out of there at 29, bro. He's not going to be there for five years. So I'm going to – I'm going to – huh? Does he have a player option? He's out of there in three years. In three years, bro, he's not staying there for five. But you can't. How do? How? How are you determining that? Like the language of the contract, he has outs in that joint, bro. Obviously, every player. I mean, that's that's what goes along, especially when a max deal that allowed him to be traded in a way <clears> that is not a detriment to the other teams involved as well. Oh, well, I mean, that makes sense because that doesn't happen for the biggest contract in NBA history, nor does it happen for Supermaxes. Because if that was the case, Supermaxes that have already been signed would have been moved around like motherfucking hotcakes, and they're not. He's not staying there for five years, bro. I like the move. Now, if I was Giannis, I, <laughs> I'm signing the deal, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at them like, look, understanding Drew Holiday shit, we're gonna have to get some more people in here. I appreciate what y'all doing. I'm going to be loyal to the city. Y'all been loyal to me. He's that type of person. I understand that. But he's also not a dummy. Because he sees what's going on. He's seen how people was talking about who's the best player in the league. It's still LeBron James. Year 35, <laughs> year 38, year 39. Still going to be LeBron. So he's out of the league. Giannis wants that title. And he's eventually going to come to grips with the fact that, look, I've done all I could do. I stuck it out. I need to get out of Milwaukee. And I got the biggest bag that I've ever <laughs> would have never even dreamed of. I'm in a great space right now. I mean, it's a solid. I mean, in that facet, it's a solid move. But 
at the same time, that bread is going to be there regardless, even if he did have an injury because the it's the NBA. It's the NBA. Like, Not now he's in the NBA, you're going to get your bread regardless. He he could tear his ACL, God forbid, and giving, he's still going to get his you, bread. Are you giving a torn Achilles Giannis a Supermax? If I am if the Kings, yeah. If I am, you're going to give a supermax to a player who tore his. You don't team. think the Sacramento Kings would give the fucking supermax to Giannis? I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you what the Kings would do. I said, would you, as a fucking GM, give a supermax contract, thirty-five to forty-five percent of your salary cap? To a player who just ruptured his Achilles, whose talent level is actually incredible, but it is solely predicated on athleticism alone, the very thing that we've only seen one person come back from, and he's not Dominique. You're doing that? Because he's not that type of talent. To me, I'm giving a supermax to people who tear their Achilles. If everybody did it, it would be a guy like Clay, one of the low-impact players. A guy like Kevin Durant, a easily unguardable guy, even at 80%. Greek freak off a of torn Achilles is going to be a different type of player. I'm not giving him a, a supermax if I'm doing that. I mean, I'm not sure if I would either, but that's not to say there isn't a team out there that would. That's the point. It doesn't matter what I would say. It matters if there yeah, is yeah. a possibility of getting that bread. That's why I said the bread's going to be there regardless. Well, why would you do that as a player when you can get the money up front and still get out of there before you're there for five years? That's ridiculous. Because there's no guarantee that I am going to be getting out of Like, I, There's no guarantee about no, even this. You can leave whenever you want. James Harden is in the middle of a contract with two years left, and he's eating honey buns with little baby. We see he ate too many of them goddamn honey buns. That assistant coach is talking about, yeah, bro, we know we got a couple days off. He's out of there. He's going to come back, get 50, and be out of here again. Teams know that. Players know that. (laughs) There's no need for me to play the, oh, I'm going to get my money later. Let me go ahead and do this now. No. The money's guaranteed in the NBA. It's not the NFL. I'm going to get it now. I'm going to get it early. I'm going to get it often not going to wait just because I know it's going to be there. The market's going to change. It's a pandemic. I need to get my money. It's my money and I need a nap. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you know the salary cap is going to change. It's not like we're in a regular year. Yeah, Maybe. but I highly doubt it's going to go down. The salary cap's not going to go down. If anything, it's going to stay lateral and stay stagnant. How? How is it going to do that when about 80% of revenue generated is damn near from ticket sales and attendance on site? There is none of that this year. For the first half, we'll see what happens. That's what I'm saying. They're not having people in them joints at all, bro. Because yeah, by the said time we wasn't gonna have seasons, and they found a way to do that shit. So I nothing ceases to amaze me anymore. You can't do that. You can do that in the NFL without a roof on top of your head. Yeah, sure. You're not having limited seating in a in an event where people are yelling and screaming the same air without generating cycled air coming throughout. Can't happen. Maybe they put that. That's what I'm saying. There's so many. I, I don't know. Like, I didn't think that there was That's not making the money up. That's going to change the salary cap that they're going to lose. They're losing money hand over foot right now. They've already done it. I mean, but that, they almost have like. The project was a lot of money. A lot of money. They got to keep the TV folk happy. What's going to happen? They're going to do the regular season. Shit going to get dicey for a little bit. And then they're going to pop the bubble back in the playoffs. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that ain't gonna make you get that super max later. Giannis gotta take that money now, bro. I mean, I guess you're not to. You not you not waiting a year to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, if you mean, are. You're lying. It depends. Well, to be honest, it depends on if I want to be in goddamn Milwaukee. If I, my ass don't want to be in Milwaukee, I'm the fuck out. Yeah, that's I'm cool. I'm the fuck what you're talking about. I don't care about how much fucking money you're offering me because I'm going to get that money anyway because I know what I'm worth on the fucking market. So at the end of the day, you saying, oh, well, I got this money here for you now. And if I don't want to be in that position, I'm not going to be in that fucking position at the end of the day. So you're going to lose out on all that money because you think you're just going to leave like that, huh? You're, you're just going to just up and dip, dip, huh? No, bro. You take the money and leave. It's a win-win for you. Give a fuck about the corporation. I've done all I could do. The best y'all got me was Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and the Lopez twins. I'm cool. I've done all I could do. Multi-MVP. Give me my money now. Common courtesy. I've done what I could do. You guys have generated a lot of money off of me as a small market person. Give me my money now. You guys know I'm not staying here for five years. We're outie. We're outie. It's simple. <laughs> it's simple because at the end of the day, the players dictate the markets. Like James Harden's going to come. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, that's why I take the money now and still leave instead of doing the stupid thing that helps the team save money and say, oh, I'm going to get the money later. Nah, anything can happen. The season can get cut short. You take the money now. The certainty is now. There's only one uncertainty, and that's if James Harden's coming to Philly. <laughs> you guys look cute. Nice little win for y'all. I like what's going on. I liked it. Yo, Lakers fans, it's like they get – they come back, they get one chip after, what, 10 years, and now that they feel like they bull again, it's just like, damn, like, do y'all remember when y'all was winning 10 games a year, like, just a few years ago? Like, pump your fucking brakes, damn. One of those 10 wins was against the 73-9 and Warriors. Thank you fucking very much. One of nine to do so. Oh. I mean, y'all won <laughs> – 53 games that year and got skunked out again. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, man. No, man. My guys look – my. I mean, you how we carrying it today and shit, you mean? I can't believe Yo, it. For the podcast, I got my Sixers hat on and shit, you mean? Just carrying it correctly. <laughs> I wasn't even taking a shot at y'all because I like – what y'all do in Philly? I I'm like to say, I'm about to say we look we look nice, bro. I like your guy Ben, but so far so good for y'all. I like the spacing that I saw. Like the spacing. That, I mean, that's what that's what Doc's been preaching all all this whole training camp. Doc's just... been interesting to me, man. His comments of late across a multitude of things have been very interesting to me. I, I don't I mean, I'd love to hear what those things are. They're not really a problem. I just find it interesting that he's come in and, you know, I mean, this is Ben Doc. He's been a vocal guy, but he's just, he's been carrying it a little different in, in, in Philly from a, from a standpoint. Like, he's getting involved and, in, you know, chiming in on other teams' shortcomings because they're talking about him, you know, in Clipperland and stuff. And even the things that he knows people want to hear, like, Oh, Ben Simmons is going to shoot. We want to make sure he shoots the ball. He's saying, no, nah, like, he doesn't have to shoot at all. Ben's going to be Ben, which is what he should say. 
because Ben, being Ben, is a very dominant but unique player. It's because he got that Philly coat on, bro. It's, it's he he started carrying that shit differently, man. It's just different. We just it's just a different thing, you know. Top five market shit, you know. We just it's just. So what happens if they get hard? Um, because it's looking like his the 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 the, the opportunities for the Rockets are getting slimmer by the day, and it was already a slim list, and now it's looking like it's. Sixers or I'm out no matter what. Yeah, and here's the thing. I don't know. I think the Rockets are going to be real stubborn with this. I don't think the Rockets are going to move him. I really don't. I, I, he's got two years left, man. He, he's under contract for two years. He's got to play. Like, no matter what, he has to play. It's not like he's on his, his, his final year. He still has two years on that bitch. So it's like, yeah, Harden may really want to dip out that job, but even though we all think that the Rockets don't have as much leverage as, uh, as you know, the world may think, like they kind of do have some type of leverage. Like they, he's, he is on a two year deal. Now him on the Sixers, I don't know if I even love that either. I just don't know if Harden's going to be able to take a back seat. Like I think Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid scored 18 points in the first half, yo, in the first half, first half alone. He played 17 minutes. And, like, he wasn't even getting plays ran for him, and he scored 18. So it's like, would I totally – would I say I don't want James Harden? No, that would be the most stupidest thing in the world. I would take James Harden. But I am scared that – I mean, I mean, if anybody could make that work, though, it is Doc just because of how Doc – his – how much respect he has in the league, how much he – you know, how many Hall of Fame players he's coached and stuff like that. He could definitely be able to handle that. But it would be a lot. Like, that would be a lot. And I just don't – it's a sticky situation without having a camp and, and, a, and a preseason and shit like that. It's just, that's a different beast. I have three things to say. First thing is, I do not like what the Rockets are doing. One. Two. James Harden can do whatever he wants in Houston. Facts. And I think he has more leverage than people are giving him credit for because the Rockets are going to paint themselves into a corner that they're already almost in from the sense that you are going to try to play hardball with a player who doesn't want to be there. He's going to come in. He's going to play, like you said. But, you know, people might – you might see a few of those, oh, back-to-backs. My back hurt. I ain't. I mean, I'm cool. I ain't playing today. That's how that's going to go. Yeah. And while that's happening, that's going to put the new coach and the new GM that you guys have in a bad position. Who one of those guys who I know for sure, 100, who's going to be the face, who's going to be asking all these questions. He's a black man. I don't feel what they're doing. They're putting him in a weird position because you want to hold an organizational stronghold over the player's power. It's not that anymore. The player has the power. You, even though you don't like what's going to be going to be done, you're going to have to come to your senses and move the player because you're only deteriorating the product from within. The coach is in a bad situation. He can't instill what he wants to do. It's his first coaching opportunity. That's not cool. The players involved, 
they're in a toxic environment because they know every day this guy doesn't want to be here, but he's going to come into work because he's a basketball player. And then they got to answer those questions for. Him. So what are you doing, Houston? You got to train them. Because they're now now they're curating a toxic uh, a toxic environment, and you're it's just like promoting one. Because now, and now you're setting your you're setting everything up to fail. So literally, you're you're not getting any better. You're really getting worse over the over the, over the next two years. Because but I get it from the Rockets' perspective because it's like, damn, if I'm gonna lose Harden. I need to get something back for him, like something. I mean, no, you're not gonna get anything that's actually an eye for an eye. There's no way. But you gotta get pretty damn close. And I think that's the thing. That's the thought that they're struggling with because it's like, damn, if we don't trade him, I mean, we're not gonna be good anyway. We're not really gonna get better, and we're gonna be a middle of the pack team. And that's the hard, the hardest thing to do and to rebuild a team is when you're just middle of the pack because you're not, you don't have a good enough draft pick to be anybody, and you got a decent amount of money tied up in your cap, so you can't even make moves in that facet. It's just a shit show. But then it's like, damn, if we do trade Harden and we don't even get a lot back for him, it's like we kind of fucked too. So it's either way. Somebody's taking a shit on your face. No, it's a simple concept, <laughs> honestly. What you do is you move the fucking player. That's what you do. Because, one, it's not cool to the guys that y'all brought in that y'all just traded, traded another way for. Y'all brought Wall in. You mean? You got the markets there. You holding on to this player is disrupting everything. Simply put, there's no way <laughs> that you can have this guy on the team and not strike while the iron's hot. You're not going to get equal or even close to equal value for this player. That's not how those things go. Superstars do not get equal value in deals. We know that. And players of the caliber of a James Harden, whether you like him or not, he's a unique, one-of-a-kind guy. He's not going to – you're not going to get three first-rounders and Ben Simmons. You're just not going to get it. It's not going to happen. You might want that as an organization, but realistically, it's not going to happen. So you have to take the bullshit deal and live to fight another day. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. He said that's the only option. <laughs> it's the only option, bro, because each passing day that goes by – Every other team, they will become the people who have the leverage. Because I can offer you a little less than what I would have when the iron was hot. It's cool. I can put that bitch in my pocket. Now it ain't going to burn me. You're losing now. Houston, you're losing. <laughs> Simple. You're losing. What yeah. what Carrie say? Loser. <laughs> he said, "Hot girls down five hundred. <laughs> down five hundred at half. Houston, we got a fucking problem. Where's the stallion? <laughs> Damn, man, shit burns me up, man. I'm just saying though. But why was your man like? Why why was he eating all them honey buns though? Cause he looked real chunky, bro. And I, I was really mad. He had 35 shirts on, and he took that joint off and looked real slender. He was out there getting buckets. He was not the Slenderman, though. <laughs> he was not the Slenderman. That's KD. He get buckets from D.C. to Houston to Jackson motherfucking state. Where you're he, said, he, said, he said, he said, he said, pimping all over the world. Oh, buckets <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. 
everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Simple. Anywhere, everywhere. I mean, I guess it's time for Ye Second, man, because I got something to get off my chest, man. What is it? HBCU vibes. You know, we didn't have the none of the HBUs had all the had the homecoming, the band and everything. This it's kind of a sad year for 2020 HBCU. I mean, both of us went to PWIs, but, you know, it is what it is. But I know we've both been to HBCUs, know how that vibe is. It's different. It's, it's for the culture. It's, it's amazing. But something that I think that was just so great to see and something that's really for the culture and really about to change the shape of college football is Deion Sanders being the head football coach at Jackson State. Super thorough. But to top it all off, just to put the the whipped cream and the cherry on top, both of them. Two, yep, both of them. <laughs> both of his sons, two out of the three of his sons, I think to be exact, are going to be playing for him at Jackson State. His son Shiloh Sanders, who was uh, he's a freshman, was a freshman, retro freshman at um, University of South Carolina. Uh, he played this year. Uh, he finished seventh on the team with 32 tackles. While so he had one tackle for loss and a pass breakup, he really balled out. He was stout for them on defense. Um, but he entered the transfer pool a few days ago and is now signed with Jackson State. He's going to be able to play for them next year um, because of the NCAA giving him that pass. And then his younger son, who's just now coming out of high school, Shador Sanders, um, he's a quarterback, just won his fourth I think national championship in Texas. Uh, he was ranked 60th among the ESPN uh, 300 in his uh, in the class of 2021. This guy is insane. Offers from Alabama, Arizona, Baylor, uh, Florida, Florida State. He had offers for days. Like, and having these two kids and having Deion Sanders be in the HBCU realm is going to speak wonders for the HBCUs and it's going to bring so much attention down there um, because, you know, his, you know, his, both of his sons have the ability to be NFL prospects. So just having those eyes down there is going to be great. And I know that ESPN is definitely going to be rolling on and, and looking, keeping their eye on a lot more HBU, HBCU football games now that uh, Deion Sanders and his boys are down there. I think it's going, I think it's dope. You know, I understand, oh, nepotism, he's bringing his sons in, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. <laughs> We've seen the white coaches do this everywhere. Literally. Kids on the team, kids on the staff, kids getting jobs just because they're the kids' dads. And I'm, no, 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 I'm cool. <laughs> McDermott's done it down at Creighton. Like, baby Bill Belichick on that joint. Like, yeah. He's probably, probably a good coach, but, you know, you don't get that – First opportunity if it's not for who you, what your last name is. You don't get that foot in that door. So for 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 him to bring those eyes to that area, one to that type of school, which we know very well, but you know the general public is, eh, it's just this or it's just that or it's just the band school or whatever whatever they say until they start balling out. You know, and so they are forced to go down there because there's talent there as well, which has always been. You know, that mm-hmm. exposure, that exposure is going to shake up, shake up the, the sporting landscape, at least if not for just creating opportunities for kids to go play in that environment. Like, and that's what I need people to really hear what we're saying. Like, you never heard me and him say that the talent 
is the reason why people are going to need to bring their eyes down there or or um, the only reason why that Jackson State is going to be good now is because of his two boys. We mentioned the exposure. That is the main that's subject the matter here. Like, the because there's always been, like we've, like we've said, there's always been talent down there. It's the exposure. You guys, the, the, the regular media knows about them because of who their dad is and how good of players they are. Now you know them, and they're going to be in this forum, and now you have to – pay attention to that in order to really gauge how they're doing down there. So I love that. That's so tough and for the culture. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it's like those type of changes and those type of shifts in college need to happen. And I think um, personally, I'm I don't know about you. I'm tired of the college football playoff ranking thing. I think okay. I'm not gonna call it a system because it can't be that. <clears throat> I rock with Florida, but they they lost to a, a terrible team. Throwing shoes, <laughs> yeah. Little <laughs> Zapatos flying all over the. I don't know <laughs> going on. That's besides the point. Shaking they, kicks. They didn't drop a one spot in a yeah. race. That was weird. You know, if it's, if it's up to me, I'm with I'm with ACC, <laughs> with the ACC commits. That's what I'm with. Mr. Oresco, I'm with him. <laughs> Bring the BCS back. BCS me. I need the whole thing back. Let, let the computers determine. Let, let's get that type of chaos. Because now I can, I'll give you the playoff records for next year. Alabama one. Clemson two. You want to pick the third? <laughs> it's probably another SEC team. But that—that's—that's that's what they don't you know, want. Or, they, or, or, or what? But my, but that, they don't want that. They. But here's here's what people are not understanding about this whole college football playoff thing. The committee and the NCAA do not give a fuck about what is the best thing and what is the easiest thing for people to understand and determine who deserves to be in the playoff. That does not curate money, dinero. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Whatever language you want to uh, want to say, money in it doesn't. It doesn't lead to that. This crooked system and this system that is immensely flawed is a cash fucking cow, and the NSA is not going back on that. You can just so many different differing opinions, and you can now make cases for every Power Five conference, which in turn you're now touching every single market, which is making more and more bread, which is now a topic of discussion on every single network across the country. It's a cash cow, whether we like it or not. The same reason why they're not going to add teams to the college football playoff, even though that makes a hundred uh, so much sense and and just makes. Um, the college football playoff a lot more easier because now you can have almost um, a conference uh, championship team in every single uh, in the college football playoff but that makes things too easy there's less controversy which then lessens your bottom bottom line and they don't want that like they are about their bread I mean I don't really respect it but I do but at the same time it's like that's what you got to come to grips with it's about the pape at the end of the day it's about the pape we know it's about the pape it is what it is it's always about the pay, man. <laughs> like, 
Like, I feel what you're saying, and it makes, <laughs> it makes sense. I'm just like, bro, like, y'all not making – I'm about logical thinking and just – I am too, man. I'm here with you on that. It's like, how many lefts and rights did y'all make to get right back to the same spot of y'all fucking up? <laughs> you know really like, good, though. <laughs> y'all, y'all racing a whole tank of gas getting to the same spot. Skirt, skirt. Skirt, skirt. But, hey, it's about – They on a whole dummy mission. <laughs> Ever the dummy, like they is the dummy. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I'm cool, man. But like you said, it's about to pay, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's to be determined. It is to be determined, man. But, <laughs> you know, the pay. I guess so, man. <sighs> Until next week, my good brother. Yeah, man. What, what am I going to say? Sorry, Lady Martin. I just want to go back to Arizona. Sorry, Lady Martin. I just want to go back to Arizona. Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.